typically what I'm searching for, Doc, is a word that affects my whole life. Because my goal is to live an integrated life. We say remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life. That instead of what does that mean? You're not a divided person. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Dr. Pete Camiolo here. Dr. Stephen Franson. We're excited to be with you here. Hey, we're kicking off 2020. Can you believe it? We're finally here. We've been waiting to say 2020, right, Dr. Steven? Oh, uh, yeah. So psyched for this. Hey, happy new year, everybody. Happy new year is right. We tell you what, you know, starting the new year, it can be a really, really happy time. Some people, it can be a really stressful time. If you've listened to some of the other episodes, hopefully coming out to the end of 2019, we really helped you get yourself prepared. We were really focusing on preparation for the new year uh, and really starting strong because we know how important that is. Uh, you know, so if you haven't listened to those episodes, it's not too late just because it's January and you're listening to this now uh, or wherever you're listening to this. Those other episodes led into this. We're going to go into some, some depth today talking very personally about how we theme years. Uh, you know, we look at years as in terms of themes. And I think that's been really transformative for me, Dr. Steven, I think for you as well. Yeah, no, and you and I had this conversation offline and we had so much energy around it. And this is exactly how almost every podcast episode you know, starts off as a conversation with you and I going, oh no, you know what? That's an awesome conversation for a podcast episode. So let's do it. So we're talking about the themes of the year. Uh, and, you know, once again, there was something that we didn't know about each other uh, that we discovered this past year is that, yeah, we each do it. There's a theme for the year and very often it's a word or a phrase uh, and it frames the year for us. And again, it creates focus. and focus is what makes the difference between busyness and productivity. So uh, all the CEOs that I know, uh, they're not looking for more busyness. They're looking for more productivity. And so, yeah, the whole theme of the year just gives you a lens to, to, you know, just to make just all decisions during the year and to literally create your planning and your preparation, your decision-making processes, uh, and just creates just a, a level of acute awareness that for me is an extraordinary accelerator, yeah. uh, and as, as it was really a skill set that I um, that I've developed over the last few years that has made a huge difference. Yeah, I, I would also say it provides accountability. Uh, for me, the word for the year, the theme, really is an accountability piece for me. It really holds because it's something that it's very personal, and you know, and when you get into a position as a CEO, there's very little accountability. Really, I mean, you have so much accountability, but. You don't really answer anybody, so you've got to answer to yourself at a minimum. And if you know that there's a theme for that year, and there's a there's a phrase, and there's you hold yourself so accountability to me is also really important. And that's why I love sharing my theme with a, a specific group of people. One of them being my wife. That's a really important part for me is for her and I to know like here's the theme that I have. You know, what's your theme for the year? And then we can hold each other accountable. Also, trusted peers that I know I can hold that will hold me accountable, you know, friends, colleagues, that's been really helpful as well to really helping me continue to stay faithful to through the year to what I've been committing to. Yeah, really, you're, you're describing the power of a mastermind, like our mastermind yeah. group, like you and I are in mastermind group together. Uh, we're in a couple of them together, actually. <laughs> so uh, in that mastermind group, you do create accountability with your peers by, you know, you've, number one, you're surrounding yourself with peers that you respect. And like I say to my kids, 
the people you want to be more like, right? So you surround yourself with those people and here's our people who are on the same level, who are hopefully on the same trajectory, share your core values and buy into your vision story. Uh, these are the people when you say, hey, yeah, this is my theme for the year. What's yours? It gives us um, a lens through which to guide each other and advise each other, right? So, uh, man, super powerful. Can't say enough about it. We do this with our remarkable CEO masterminds as well. Uh, in January, there'll be a conversation around what is your theme for the year so that we all can advise each other, direct each other and have just informed positions that are based on a person's core values, vision story, and their theme for the year, not ours. I want to dive into what your theme is for this year, Doc. But before we do, let's, let's, let's kind of look back a little bit. I think it'd be cool to, um, we were talking about this actually offline was, you know, hey, what's your theme for this year? We're already kind of rocking in this year, 2020. But I think it's also really cool to say, hey, what was your theme last year and the year before? Kind of how did that shape? Because this is, this is not just, a, we're not just talking here. This is actually had a, a massive impact on how those years went. We both have that, the stories about that. Like your 2018, my 2018. Your 2019, my 2019. The words that we selected before the year and then what happened during the yeah, year. It's, it's huge. It's crazy what happened as you look back. It's huge. And there are consequences to the words you choose, right? Hopefully, if you're doing this exercise properly and then living it out, you know, this isn't just a homework assignment, a task, a checklist. This is like, no, 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 I'm framing out the year <laughs> saying yes. that this is my focus. So, you know, for example, let's use for examples. Let's go back a couple of years. So, yep. Dr. Pete, um, when you talk about 2018, yep. okay, so going back, let's say going back two years. So you're 2017 looking at 2018 and you made a decision. And yep. You put a stake in the ground, and you, what was the word you chose for going into 2018? Before we even start talking about 2020, right? Let's go right. back a couple of years. What was 2018? And what were some of the consequences that peeled off of that? Yeah, so I'll, uh, my word was two thousand for 2018 was alignment. So I came out of 2017 where I had sold my uh, my practice in 2017, and it was and that was a that was a two to three year journey that even led into that for sure a solid year of it in 2017, end of 16 going to 17. So going into 18, the word was alignment because as a chiropractor, one of the things that we know is you need to get checked, you need to get adjusted regularly, right? Because there's going to be out of, there's going to be misalignments. I knew I needed to be adjusted to a new, my new calling, my new role, my new identity as a coach doing that full time, going full time into coaching, and where I was doing, you know, clinical practice and coaching, this was saying, hey, I'm going into doing this full time. There was an alignment that needed to happen with my, the shift that needed to happen in me to say, this is what I'm doing to really go after it. So I, the alignment was that it was also personal, right? So my word for the year, typically what I'm searching for doc is a word that affects my whole life because I'm, my goal is to live an integrated life. We say, remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life. And instead of what does that mean? You're not a divided person where it's like, well, I have my work life. Then I have my personal life. And I, I've been down that road and I tried that and it just, it didn't work well. I'm just saying it did not work well for me to try to separate. So this idea of alignment really was aligning my work and my personal life in a way most more intentionally I've ever done before. And that's what 2018 was for me. It was all about alignment, which is interesting, Doc, because one big takeaway from that year, I actually discussed, that's where I got the alignment model. The alignment model actually came to me, was discovered in 2018. And now I've had an opportunity to teach that, that model and I'm, I'm continuing to work that model 
over the last couple of years. But that was that actually was delivered to me in 2018. Actually, just through a lot of time and thought and prayer and reading and studying and just work, it came to me in in a very specific model. So that was my big takeaway from 2018. Is that was my word, which is interesting, which I got in December of 17, and I think probably like July of a June or July of 18 is where I got that the word and the a model for it, which is crazy. So, but that was my big takeaway as I look back on 2018 was the alignment model and the alignment of the work and the family. Love it. As I listen to that, I'm just reminded of how our journeys have been so similar. <laughs> you know, as a as I listen to you, yeah. I mean, 2018 for me, um, my word was focus, right? Because for the same reason, you know, just coming off of the sale of our practice, you know, so. Uh, you know, it's wild that the timing was so similar. And, you know, what I realized was, was um, very often the, the word I think you choose for the year is almost a commitment to correcting pain points or struggle or sh- strain that you felt from the year before, right? It'd be like, okay, so now's the time or it's a progression, right? So it's now it's time to focus on this part. So for, for me, it was focus. 2018's theme was focus. And what I realized was, is looking back at the previous several years, with my multiple businesses, I had the practice going, which is a monster. We had a uh, bonfire going on the side. We had the remarkable practice uh, that had really started to grow and go and was just booming. And I was riding more than one horse, right? So I had this straddle strategy that just was not working. And it certainly was not beneficial to the remarkable life <laughs> that I was trying to live, right? So it's one thing to create, you know, a remarkable business as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one, if I could, if I could twist that phrase a little bit, but to have three businesses, right? And then try to have the remarkable life. I mean, it's like, okay, uh, you know, you're supposed to create the business that supports your remarkable life, not competes with it. Well, I had like three things competing for my time, energy, and focus, right? And, you know, the consequences of that, I don't need to go into that. So, you know, as I recognize, you know, it was time for me to take bonfire and put it on the back burner. It was time for me to sell the practice and get focused on what I knew God was calling me to for my next chapter of my life for 26 years as a chiropractor, 22 years, just running that practice at the highest level. It was, it, it was, it was time to move from that because as you know, you and I've talked about this before, I felt the four walls. I was, I was feeling in this brick and mortar business that frankly, I just didn't feel like I could grow anymore, right? So I couldn't grow as a leader, couldn't grow as a person. The practice was stuffed to the gills. I had already added square footage and added hours and added doctors. And finally, I was just like, where am I going with this, right? So I'm young and, and I'm full of energy and I'm really ready to make an impact. Um, it was just time to sell the business, sell the practice and focus on one business, right? So for me, it was the most fruitful year professionally ever. And what I found was I'd wake up every day and I only had to focus on one team, on one initiative, on one set of clients, uh, and one set of goals, execute one plan. So focus to me um, is my favorite F word (laughs) and, uh, uh, and it makes all the difference. And you've got a lot of really strong efforts though in your world, I know, when we think about your core values, even your name, but focus is. And so just riding that wave. So 2018, talk, talk, talk to me about 2019. Tell us what happened. So 2018 was about getting focused. What happened in 2019? So yeah, 2019, careful what you wish for. As I got super focused on that one business, on the remarkable practice, it blew up, right? So it just grew and grew and grew. And just all, all the next thing you know, 
I, I felt sort of like I was right back to what I had done in practice, which was I was the uh, it was the Franton show again, and my time was all spoken for. And you know, I'm doing so much coaching between you know live events as we started folding out live events, and next thing you know, you know, I have no time for anything else. So I'm doing, 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 head down, bum up, and all of a sudden I recognize that you know, even though I had created the academy and it was you know, the digital resources, the, the academy, like the academy are infinitely scalable. The coaching model that we had developed, which was, okay, you coach with France and one-on-one in a private setting. Although I love it and absolutely enjoy it. Um, I just recognize that that's not scalable and it wasn't durable. So I did two really big things, which was in the last couple of years, started adding on other awesome coaches like yourself, Dr. Pete brought those into the fold and just started partnering with these awesome, what we consider superheroes inside of the remarkable practice and built out our our coaching team. So it wasn't simply me doing all the coaching, which was really smart. Uh, The word became margin, right? So going into 2019, what I recognized was I had to create margin. Uh, so I, I had some breathing room between my activities of doing, 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 doing. So I had some space to, for creativity, right? So yeah, I had some space t- for leadership and to actually be the CEO of the company and do some marketing, et cetera. So 2019, the word was margin. Uh, and every decision I made was through that lens. And as I got different opportunities, people asked me to participate in different things, or I was taking on new clients, or what have you, I had to make the decision that, you know what, in order to preserve the margin that I've been creating, I've got to be able to delegate better. I've got to be able to surround myself with smart people and trust them, build out the infrastructure of the team, et cetera, and start getting things off of my desk and onto theirs. Uh, and the last piece of this was going to the mastermind model, which you know, number one was it made a lot of sense because the theme was margin, was creating more margin. And when you get f- coaching going for four, five, six people at, at the same time, that made sense on paper as I'm like, okay, yeah, that's definitely more efficient to do it that way. But to my very pleasant surprise was it's far more effective doing it this way. And I appreciated your encouragement around that because I had trepidation doing that. I'm like, you know, number one, I'm not going to do anything to compromise the value, right? So I'm never, I'm never going to compromise the outcomes uh, for our clients. So I had the trepidation going into there and being like, okay, so I want to make sure that the clients get everything out of there uh, that they're getting from private. Uh, and you know what, to my incredible, you know, incredibly pleasant surprise, uh, the, the feedback's been extraordinary. The outcomes have been extraordinary. The experience, the second I started doing, it, I was like, this is so powerful. Uh, none of us is as smart as all of us. So when we get into that group dynamic, that group environment, those relationships, it's one plus one plus one equals 111. Uh, and it's incredibly more powerful. So not only is it more efficient, it's more effective. Uh, so we can create an incredible margin that way as well. It's amazing. You know, when you think about your theme for the year, it's, it is a very uh, courageous thing because you're actually doing it before the year happens. Now we're looking back, hindsight's 2020. And you can see there were, there were very specific things that, that happened, but it was not comfortable. If I remember our conversations, a lot of the margin thing, whether it's bringing more coaches or you know, adjusting and changing the model of delivery for parts of your business, I mean, that's not easy. That takes a lot of work. I mean, it took a lot of the amount of work that it takes to create margin or to create focus. This is a commitment. We're, these words, these themes for the year, it's not just like, hey, I, I want to have a cool word that I can tell people because it's like, it's cool. No, the word for the year is a commitment to transformation. It's a commitment 
to leveling up. It really is. And like you said, I love that you said that the way it kind of turns out is each word kind of leads into the next one. Each theme from one year kind of leads into the next one. If you, if you look back, if I look back on my last 10 years, I've probably only been doing this maybe eight years, really committed to like a theme or work. But when I look back, it is that way, to be honest. Uh, it is. And so as you look forward, as you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, okay, I'm in 2020. What is my theme? And hopefully you have one. If you don't, hey, listen, now is the time. Do that. Uh, let's get move, well, let, let's get into our 2020s. First, let, let me just share with you my, my 2019 because it actually does exactly what you said, which it was a sequence without me even knowing it. So in 2018, for me, that year, the theme was alignment, right? 2019, the word that I got was surrender. And I was like, to be honest, I didn't want that word. I'm just going to be honest with you. And the way that I get my words is, I think, and I pray, and I wait, and I listen. I listen to things that I hear repeated that stand out. I think y'all know what I'm saying. You'll hear something, huh? And so I got the word surrender when I was, while I was doing some prayer and journaling. And I didn't want that to be my word for the year. I actually wasn't even praying about the word for the year. I was just doing prayer and just meditating and things like that. And I got the word surrender. Well, then I started you know, planning for the year and the word surrender was like popped up. It's like surrender. I was like, no, that's not the word for the year. I mean, that's just, that's a great word. It's not the word for the year. Yeah. It might be somebody's, but I don't want it to be. Yeah. My word so the, the vision that I have doc, and you'll probably resonate with this is, you know, the patient that comes in to see you and they go through your day one, they go through a day two, they commit, haven't had their first adjustment yet. Maybe. They've committed to get aligned, right? They've committed to alignment. But you know when they lay down and you just sense they're just a little bit resistant? So I would say in 2018, I was willing. 2019, it was, you've got to really be willing. Because you and I both know, you've laid your hands on enough people to feel the resistance. When the person's not letting you have their neck, they're just like, and you're like, okay, well, we're going to talk through this, you know, or, you know, you can feel them bracing in their thoracics or they're, they're tightening up their lumbar. They're not letting you, they're not letting you have it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know how many times I've said that to a patient. Just let me have it. Let me have it. Like, you know, whether it's their shoulder or whatever it is, just let me have it, you know? And I felt like that was what 2019 was for me. It was like, God was just like, God was like, let me have it. And it is a lot of things for a lot of us, right? But it was just a general like surrender. And, and so, that was the word I didn't want, but what's crazy is immediately as after I chose that word, I chose it and I accepted it, I chose it, things started to come full circle and I started to get clarity on why that had to be this, this year's word, uh, the, the 2019 word, because I knew that something, something had to happen in me. Like I needed to let go of resistance. Patrick Jen Temple says, resistance is futile, Right but we do it anyway. <laughs> Why? Why do we do it? Because we try to control things or we have our way or, you know, we're just used to the way that things are and we're more comfortable. And, and so for me, the big pivot for me was this idea of changing identity, shifting roles, shifting responsibilities, shifting who I was being, how I was being, all these things. And it was happening over a multiple years of time, which was super uncomfortable for me. And so the idea of surrender was like the last straw. It's like, it's like the guy who gets pulled over and like, you know, 
he didn't do anything wrong, but like he didn't, wasn't respectful to the officer. And he's like, get out of the car, you know? And you're like, oh shoot, man. It was like the thing, like put your hands up on the car. Like, no, seriously, I didn't do anything. And you're totally good. And he just does it to scary and be like, you respect your officer and stuff like that. It was one of those moments where it was like, you know what? You got to surrender. You got to lay it down. And what was cool was 2019 was really emerging of, of, of ideas and concepts and things that I've been working on and bringing it into the remarkable practice, which, which for me, it was a theme of merging, which a lot of times merging, you know, and coming together actually requires a laying down, right? It's, it does. It requires a, a letting go. Uh, and for me, that was a, in business. That's what it was. And then in my personal life, just continuing to lay a lot of stuff down in my marriage, in my family, and just surrendering to like where things were and where I am and what God's doing in my life. Very much. I saw it personally, professionally, spiritually. I saw that theme thread through my whole life. And, um, it's been, it was an amazing journey for me uh, to be able to go through that. So the theme of the year, sometimes you don't want, you don't want the word. Yeah. So I think this is where the question doc comes in. It's like, what should it be? Yeah, I, I can remember you wrestling with this in the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I know about you, Dr. Pete, is, um, you know, you're a great student, but you're a great steward as well. And I know you got that word and you were just like, I don't want this word, but I'm going to do it. And I knew the second you made up your mind, you'd already made up your mind before we talked about it. Um, and you've lived it. You've lived it. And it's been an extraordinary year. Uh, and I know that um, it wouldn't be a word that I would have wanted either. <laughs> it's <laughs> like we're CEOs, we're leaders, we're, we're, we're lions, right? So sometimes the lion needs to lay it down. So, uh, all right, now here we are. We're looking at 2020. And again, all of these words, these concepts, these years, Daisy chained together, one leads into the next. What's 2020 look like for you? What's the 2020 theme? So the theme is receive. And again, I'm, Doc, here's what's coming to me. It's the vision of an adjustment and the vision of a wide receiver. This is what I got. So I'm going to go ahead and share this real quick just because it really landed with me. I got this concept called the anatomy of alignment. And um, I've been writing on it. And I actually led a, a, a retreat on it in 2019. And, I, and it was like a four-part series I did on, on the anatomy of alignment, which is interesting. But that's, that's a whole other thing. But the word is receive, but it's interesting because when a patient lays down, they first choose to say yes to being adjusted, right? That's a, that was alignment. That was 18. The next year was 19. That was surrender. So once you say, yes, doc, you make the four, you agree, you shake your hands and this is the path. This is the plan. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, go, go ahead and lay down. So then you lay down. Now it's like, oh, this is legit. Like this is the real deal. Then once you re surrender, then you receive it. So there's a next step, which is surrender isn't the end. It's actually the beginning of the process of the adjustment. We all know that the adjustment takes place in the moment where you deliver the impulse, but it's after the effect. That moment, that takes a minute or two. It's the next, it's the hours and the days following that the adjustment takes effect. I really believe that I'm in a season now, this 2020 is now about, it's a receiving state. So now I've been able to surrender. Once you surrender and you've got a patient on the table who's just, they just trust you. You can just tell them, you're like, you know, when I adjust, man, it adjusts, you adjust so well. You know they have a lot to do with that, FYI. You're not just the best adjuster. They've got a lot to do. Your patients have a lot to do with the quality of adjustments that you were able to deliver. I know that. So it was, so for th me this year, it's about being that great patient, continuing to be that great patient, staying in a place of, place of surrender. Here's the thing, I'm not out of surrender, but I'm in receiving stage. And it's receiving stage is once you've received the adjustment, it's the idea of holding it. It's what, it, what does it take to get a great adjustment, hold a great adjustment. 
to live in that place of alignment and being in that receptive state, you, you've got to be able to receive. So my other analogy, Doc, and I'll turn it over to you, is football. Because <laughs> how could we have a podcast without talking about sports? But I think, of a, I think of running routes. You know, I think of being, well, I was always a quarterback. So I just know more about like throwing and like telling people what to do. I had this vision of me as a receiver. And when, you, when you're a wide receiver, your whole thing is, you know, let's say there's two or three wide outs. You're running a pattern every single play. Now, what percent of the plays that are run from scrimmage in a given game are actually for you? I don't know. Not every single one of them, that's for sure. But every single one of them, you have a purpose and a role. And it's important that you play your part and do your role. And I just had this vision of running, being a receiver and always being ready and being in this place of, you know what, if things happen and, and the line, we've got a breakdown on the line on the left and I roll out right, I may throw it to you, even though it's not plan A, it's plan C, you still may be there. And just always being ready. So being a receiver to me is about preparedness. It's about preparation. It's about running your route, doing the things you're supposed to do, being responsible, being committed to your word, having integrity, and being ready to receive. Because once you receive, you know what happens after you receive. You break free, man, and it's, we score. So that's what I'm looking for, I think, this year. And so I don't know what that's going to be because this is too early to be able to tell. But I'm excited for that. So that's my, uh, that's my word for this year. Yeah, it's so fitting, and I love I I love the visual of that. Um, it's so action oriented. You know, I love when things become actionable. So we're not you're not just sitting there waiting to receive. You know, your analogy there has you just metaphorically charging. Like I'm I've got a route to run. I am in expectation. I am anticipating. You know, I am in a state of readiness. I am a target. My hands are open. I have my bright red gloves on, and I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to be one of your options, right? So it's just like such a rich metaphor, man. I just absolutely love that, uh, and I know that about you to be true. So your your eyes on the quarterback, coming back towards the quarterback, hands wide open, and just a great target. So I'm excited for 2020 uh, for you and for us for what that means for us. So yeah, uh, great word, great word. All right, so um, so for mine, uh, you know, I talked about focus, and then. Uh, I talked about margin and creating margin. And a big part of that creating margin was just reinvesting back into the company. Uh, and re- as the company grows to a good CEO is a sh- good steward of that and shepherding that along. And I recognize for this, for the company to grow and grow well and for the value to continue to be delivered, there's a reinvestment that needs to be made in infrastructure and people and building out this team. Uh, and it's been incredibly fruitful. My word for 2020 is double. Uh, and double is, uh, is for me a codifying statement, right? It's been amazing to watch the team respond. Well, if you don't have a codifying statement, uh, for your business, stop what you're doing, even press pause on this right now. Well, maybe on the other, at the, on the end, at the end of this, uh, episode, but come up with this. You've got to get your theme for the year and you've got to create a codifying statement for the, for your business for the year. Um, it's been amazing for us because, you know, it's bigger than a goal. It's bigger than a target. It's a codifying statement that just that that just gets your team to rally around. They're just like they create such clarity, and the theme just keeps coming back. When everybody in our business knows that, hey, last year in 2019 we doubled our company, right? So this is not like a startup. We're a five year five year old company, seven figures, and we doubled the company in one year, right? So that's a big deal. And as we look forward into 2020, 2021, we're going to double the company again in the next two years. So, I mean, that's a big, 
big gulp moment, but it, it makes you ask better questions. It elevates the awareness and it just sheds a bright light on every choice that you need to make. And everybody just says, now, how is that going to help us double the company? Is this going to help us double the company? Is this going to drive a doubling of the company in the next two years? So, you know, for us right now, it's really a triple double. We're looking to number one, we want to double the value that our clients receive from their interaction with the Remarkable Practice. We want to double the revenues of the company, which is very measurable. And we want to double the profit, right? So this part, this third part, you know, is this is a, this is a big deal, like taking a company now that's been reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting and recognizing that although we are very profitable, it's a very profitable, sexy company, as my accountant likes to say, right? We're going to double that, right? So ultimately, 2020, the theme is double. And it's really, it's a triple double. That'll be the lens through which every decision is made. How do we double the value for our clients? How do we double the revenues of this company? And how do we double the profits? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.